0: Hello, ladies. Welcome, everybody, to episode 69, Nice, of the Fretzelmania podcast. WrestleMania has come, giggity, and gone. Veer has also come, phrasing, on Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to talk about all that. So, everyone... Come with me <coughs> to WrestleLotter Radio to review Wrestlemania weekend. The most stupendous two-night event in Wrestlemania history. 69. 69. Nice. What's up, peeps? I am Mr. Fretz, and welcome to Fretzelmania. Here to talk to you this week about WrestleMania 38. Stupendous is a word that was thrown around a lot this weekend. Had you played a drinking game with this, uh, you would be dead before night one even begins. And yeah, this past WrestleMania was so, so good one of the best in recent history, maybe the best in the past 10 years, if you ask me, maybe, you know, WrestleMania 30 would, would come close to that. But man, this, this one was solid. It might be in my top five of all time because it just had so many great moments, some great matches. One really, really funny match that I had new, expectations for a match that i planned on trying to avoid but since i was right here on the wrestle radio twitter account all weekend i decided to give it a chance and i'm glad i did but before we get there we had wrestlemania smackdown and the hall of fame the andre the giant memorial battle royal has been relegated to the smackdown before and you know what if we're going to have two nights of wrestlemania at both 3 4 hours apiece i'm okay with this being on the smackdown before because if we're going to sit through like what 12 hours of wrestlemania in 2 days with matches on the pre-show which i would have been okay with but yeah oversaturation would have been uh, uh <laughs> A result of that so we had my boy one of my new favorites on the roster and I'm not kidding Madcap Moss winning the somewhat prestigious Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy much like his good buddy Happy Corbin but we'll get to him in a bit uh, I didn't get to see this match but Ricochet successfully defended the IC title against Los Lotharios in a three-way dance not a handicap match, but a three-way dance because, okay. The main event, of course, you know, Roman Reigns running his mouth. Ronda Rousey and Charlotte having a, having a really, really bad promo. And then we led into the Hall of Fame. And what a class we had this year. A truly eclectic bunch. First off, we had the Steiners. Rick and Scott being inducted. By the son of Rick Steiner, the new NXT champion, Braun Breaker. And they say that when Scott Steiner has a live mic, uh, it could get pretty dicey. And yeah, it did, but in a really fun way. You know, Scott was a little bit more reserved and he wound up telling a story about Driving in the middle of nowhere with Macho Man Randy Savage and and Rick. Coming across uh, a farm. Bunch of cows out there. And, you know, Macho's like, you know, I bet I can get the cows to come to me first. So, Scott, you know, making cow noises at the Hall of Fame. Like one does. Until he realizes that cows speak English. Because all he said was, I got food. And there they came and me being the grandson son cousin nephew and brother of butchers i can confirm <laughs> that cows speak english <laughs> we then had queen Charmelle being the uh, the lone female induction this year all hail queen charmel you know starting off as A Nitro Girl, and I believe Paisley in WCW. Of course, the valet for... I believe she was the valet for the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. That or the maestro. I can't remember which one was which. Maybe she was both, but she got from there onto being a manager for Booker T. Right before he won the King of the Ring. And then you had... All hail King Booker, Booker T inducting her, turning it right back around to all hail Queen Charmel. Really nice moment, really sweet. And Charmel, yeah, It was an interesting choice, but you know what? She contributed to the WWE in a very fun way. Played a great character on SmackDown during that during the heyday. We then had. Uh, One of two posthumous inductions this year, one being the late, great, big, van, Vader, Leon White. Now, I was advocating for him to be in the Hall of Fame for years and years and years. And unfortunately, a few years ago, he passed away. And now, with his uh, son and mother at the ceremony, they gave him a great send-off. It's Vader time. Now, I got to see Vader wrestle in one of uh, two WWE house shows I've ever attended in my entire life. Good lord, I am starved for some live wrestling. And he wrestled Kane. This was literally a month after Kane debuted in the company. I remember him taking forever to get to the top rope to go for the moonsault. He misses. Kane drops him on his head with the tombstone for the win. Vader, of course, also a former multi-time WCW champion, IWGP heavyweight champion, tag team champion with Stan the Lariat Hanson just kicking all sorts of ass in New Japan. You know, Vader also had some great wars against people like Sting and Ric Flair, Davey Boy Smith, The Undertaker, Mankind... Everybody. And uh, who could forget the Masters of the Powerbomb, Sid and Vader versus Sting and Bulldog from Beach Blast 93 in the Fretzelmania archives. Go back and check out that. Really <laughs> interesting show. Then the Warrior Award. And a lot of people are now advocating for that award being named after this year's recipient, Chad Gaspard, who actually embodied the spirit of a true warrior and not a complete piece of excrement that Jim Hellwig was. You know, Chad Gaspard, formerly of Crime Time, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, just I love that tag team, he died a hero, valiantly, you know, saving his son's life while in the midst of a, a riptide and undertow at at venice beach you know him and his boy were out i think they were surfing or swimming or something you get the rip you get the riptide and the undertow he managed to help the rescue efforts get to his son first and then he wasn't found until he was gone and it was so heartwarming to see JTG, his former tag team partner, do the crime time handshake with Shad's boy. Man, that was that, that, that was a moment. That, that tugged at the heartstrings here. It, it was nice. And then the main event, the headline induction. The Undertaker finally taking his place in the Hall of Fame. Getting a true send-off this time and not like that 30 years of Undertaker spiel in front of the Thunderdome at Survivor Series 2020 with the BSK, who did get a mention during his very, very long speech. A lot of people were indifferent about it. Some people were turned off by the fact that he said that Michelle McCool helped restore his relationship with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ then people were like, Oh boy, here comes the preaching. His life and how people could apply it in their lives. It sounded a bit like a sermon, except that he didn't really recite scripture at all. Goes over some fun times he had with everyone back in the day. Uh, insists saying that kane insists on people calling him mr mayor which if i was a mayor i would probably do <laughs> the same thing And one man that didn't get a mention in the hall of fame speech was mick foley you know uh his daughter noelle it was even like hey i know you had a long career and all that would have been nice for mick to get a mention i didn't see any comments from mick but he is a very humble meek man that maybe it didn't really bother him at all, maybe. But that's that that's just me. You know, Taker's finally getting his place, getting his send-off. He talks about just about everything in his career. And then he takes one of the coats and one of the hats that were on one of the mannequins standing behind him during this whole speech. Pull the Bieber and said, never say never. Now a lot of people think that the Boneyard Match was a great send-off for the dead man. Thing is, the Boneyard match took place in front of nobody. The only people that saw that match were the production crew. AJ Styles and the Good Brothers and maybe Taker's family was there with them too I don't know because of course that match was supposed to take place at Wrestlemania 36 and what happened at Wrestlemania 36 frets oh this little thing called a fucking pandemic happened that's what so Taker gets his send-off in front of the fans he gets a final match in front of the fans I said what I said. Okay. Here we go. WrestleMania night one results. Now I was taking notes on and off throughout everything here, but I've decided to consult the internet for this. So thank you very much to cultaholic.com and Aiden Gibbons for these results pages that I'm going to be going from. We had America the Beautiful by people. I don't know who they were and an introductory video package by none other than Marky Mark. And then the Dallas cheerleaders help kick off the WrestleMania celebration. Our first match of the weekend is the bloodline. The Usos defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Now, personally, this is kind of a surprising pick to wrestle the Tag Team Champions on SmackDown. I mean, it would have been nice to have the New Day, but we've had the New Day and the Usos many a time. I think they were opposite each other. At a previous WrestleMania against the Bludgeon Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. So over the last month or so, the Usos have been feuding with the new number one contenders, Nakamura and Boogs. You know, Boogs got really good pop out here doing the, the great electric guitar version of Nakamura's theme. Nakamura and Boogs coming out here dressed as Christian Rock Band Striper. Just an absolute ringer for Michael Sweet right here. Despite the fact that Rick Boogs cut off all of his hair and looks a lot more like uh, Freddie Mercury. It was uh, yeah, still pretty good here. Early on in this match here, though, Rick Boogs' knee gave out after he tried to... Uh, Squat with both Usos on his shoulder. Um, those are two adult men. Two adult Samoan men. That you're trying to simultaneously carry. And much like that time that. Uh, someone dove, dove to the outside. onto Ridge Holland on NXT. The knee just buckles. Gives out. And they call him audible. And this match is over really really quickly we have boogs is laying on the outside for the rest of the match shinsuke nakamura is left to fight on his own he wanted for a consasha but it was blocked with a super kick from jay uso we saw another super kick and then the usos hit the 1d on the former five-time iwgp champion intercontinental champion i'm sorry nakamura and the bloodline retains the bloodline opens wrestlemania weekend with gold and now we get to see if the bloodline ends wrestlemania weekend holding gold next up here we had drew mcintyre versus happy corbin and this feud has been going on since november of 2021 with McIntyre looking to get revenge on the on the then undefeated under his current name Happy Corbin and following a swanton over the top rope to the outside by McIntyre he went for a claymore but Corbin ducked and decked McIntyre with the end of days and drew kicks out nobody at this point has kicked out of the end of days but in a historic WrestleMania moment Drew McIntyre becomes the first person to do so Madcat Moss is at ringside trying to get a distraction here but to no avail we have a future shock DDT the 3 2 1 countdown and the Claymore for the win after the match Drew aimed his sword and aimed his target target at Madcap Moss, who was standing at ringside. And once Drew got Angela his sword, named after his dearly departed mother, he cut the rope in half. And Madcap Moss just yeets to the floor. Logan Paul and The Miz versus Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Now, this is a feud that's been going on since just after the Royal Rumble, where The Miz is promising something big for WrestleMania. And that big thing was none other than former YouTube sensation, fighter extraordinaire, prize fighter himself, Logan Paul who came to the ring with an extremely rare and expensive Pikachu Pokemon card around his neck that's apparently worth millions or something and then I heard it was like a or something one of his cards was a fake and there was a scam I I I don't know I'm just talking out my ass at this point because I'm recording this very late in the in the night So this was the one match I was not looking forward to in the slightest all weekend. And much like Bad Bunny did last year, Logan Paul shut me up and humbled me right quick. Uh, I have to mention here that Dom is dressed like his dad Eddie Guerrero did at uh, AAA Worlds Collide in 1995 when Eddie... Tagged with Art Barr, I think in like a hair versus in a tag team hair versus hair match that uh, Eddie and Barr lost. Just straight up worlds collide gear here. It was so uncanny. Logan Paul here was just being an unlikable dick bag, getting all of the heat. You know the heels controlled the match early, working over Dominic. And then Dom makes the hot tag to his stepfather, Rey Mysterio. And Paul then generated the ultimate heel heat in Texas, hitting the three amigos, the three amigos on Rey Mysterio, doing a kip up, and then hit Rey with a frog splash complete with Eddie dance taunt from the top rope for a near fall. That heat was nuclear. Nuclear, it's pronounced. Nuclear. Then finally, the mysterious got their revenge on Paul moments later, hitting a double 619 and double frog slashes. But however, throughout this whole thing, there was a big old schmoz, because you know me, I love a good schmoz. The Miz was the legal man. Legal man. Slammed Dominic into Rey and then made the skull crushing hit the skull crushing finale on Rey Mysterio for the win. But Logan Paul stole the pin here. Following the match, the Heels celebrate their moment, but The Miz glares at Logan Paul and hits him with the skull crushing finale himself because this moment it's all about The Miz. After this match, Stephanie McMahon appeared on stage and introduced the world to Gable Steveson, Olympic gold medalist, who signed a long-term contract with the WWE. I believe he is still in college. He came out to wave to the crowd and bow out. This is the man we're going to see at WrestleMania in the next couple of years. Now, y'all know WrestleMania is on my bucket list. My ultimate bucket list. My ultimate goal. I want to go to Wrestlemania at some point in my life. Now next year. It's in LA. And I do not. Want to fly to the other side of this continent. For Wrestlemania. I love me wrestling. But I don't love it enough to fly out by myself. To LA. I might have to bring a friend with me. From from up here. If I'm doing so. So if you're all hoping to see frets at Wrestlemania 39. I got bad news for you. I'm not going. Wrestlemania 40. If it's anywhere closer. If it's in Toronto. Good lord. Wrestlemania comes to Toronto. No. I'll be hosting a Wrestlemania. Party. If it comes to Toronto. I'll tell you that right now. Next up we had. What. Could have been the match of the weekend. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca comes out with the Texas Southern University Marching Band playing her theme to the ring here in a very, very good rendition that definitely had a lot of practice. Becky Lynch coming out here looking like the album cover for Paramore Riot. If you get it, you get it. And this is a back-to-back WrestleMania women's title appearance by the EST, who of course challenged Sasha Banks last year for the SmackDown women's title. And here she is. Full circle moment right here. Nate, take a shot for the Raw Women's Championship. This, of course, takes place eight months after Becky Lynch makes her shock return at SummerSlam in Vegas last year. Being the mystery opponent for Bianca for that very title. And then defeating her in a shock 26 seconds to win the belt. That was long-term booking all the way back then. So now you can put your complaints to rest. Because the EST is now the Raw Women's Championship. And how we got there was just an absolute banger. Becky is refusing a handshake at the start of this. And then immediately goes for the manhandle slam. But Bianca kicks out. And after a whole bunch of near falls, Becky gets frustrated. And then does a manhandle on the steps. And almost wins as a result of the count out. Bianca goes for a Brett's Rope 450 Splash. We see Becky hitting a really nice flip kick from the ropes. Becky goes for a Super an Avalanche Manhandle Slam. But Bianca backflips off of Becky, hits the KOD, and the WrestleMania streak for the EST is 2-0. And new Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Fantastic match these ladies put on. I didn't even go over all the spots that were in this match. You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't go out and watch this one right now. Seth Rollins versus a mystery opponent handpicked by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. They draw this out as long as... As they possibly could. Seth is coming out wearing this really, really crazy looking royal blue duvet. Looking like an absolute twat. I I love this iteration of Seth Rollins. He even came out with a choir doing his whoa before his match here. Awesome. Much, much better than the choir that was singing Bray White." He's got the whole world in his hands. Because that was creepy as shit. And I shouldn't have said that. Because I'm going to bed as soon as I finish recording this show. And that's going to give me nightmares. You see Pyro. The lights go out. Wrestling has more than one... Royal family. Whoa! Yo, they smoking... No. Wasn't any smoke and mirrors. It was a kingdom. Cody Rhodes making his much-anticipated and, just as predicted, return to the WWE, excuse me, at WrestleMania. This match starts off just... These two lads slapping meat as... As they do, there's a suplex to the outside that looked really dodgy at first. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, you know, slaps Cody Rhodes. Welcome back to the big leagues, bitch. We see a Falcon Arrow by Seth, several stomp attempts by the architect, but that's a big nope. Cody hits the crossroads, and Seth Rollins kicks out. The two trade pedigrees because they have a common favorite wrestler in one triple h then finally after a bunch of near falls a bunch of wacky other sequences in this match two crossroads a bionic elbow and a third crossroad for the win for cody getting his wrestlemania moment here classic match what wasn't a classic was this next match Which wound up being the final match of WrestleMania Saturday, in air quotes here. Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against the Royal Rumble winner, Ronda Rousey. Uh, This was easily the worst match of the entire weekend. These two had no chemistry here. We had... uh, It was off. I mean, they were both trading decent submission attempts here with the figure eight with the ankle lock by by Ronnie, by with the, the arm bar, you know, the very same arm bar that won Ronda the Women's Championship. Uh, a really dodgy-looking Piper's Pit, and then there was another Piper's Pit, and Charlotte got her foot on the ropes. Gets a near fall after a natural selection. There's a ref bump. There's an arm bar with a visual tap, but the referee is down, while Ronda Rousey is up checking on the referee Charlotte just stealthily running big boots Ronnie right in the face and retains the title just uh yeah th- this match wasn't good but you know the feud must continue I guess maybe they'll put on a better one at Wrestlemania backsplash the main event of night one was the talk show no, I'm not joking. The KO show, the Kevin Owens show, begins with him just shitting on Texas, as one does when you're in Texas, when you have a death wish. I've been to Texas, well, northern Texas, Amarillo to be exact, and it was kind of nice. And that's as far as I'll go. Because if I said anything about Amarillo, Texas, uh, Terry Funk would step off of his ranch And brand my ass. So after months of disparaging Texas. Kevin Owens makes his way to the ring. To insulting Texas. Disparaging Austin. Claiming that the Hall of Famer would do nothing. When Kevin Owens tells him he sucks. Then the glass shatters. And the place goes nuts. And Steve Austin comes out. Minus his trademark middle fingers, driving his ATV to the ring. The pop is deafening for Austin. Kevin Owens says that, you know, that this is a ruse. I, I didn't come here to talk. I came here to fight. And he challenged the Hall of Famer to a no-holds-barred match right here right now and stone cold sat in his chair in quiet contemplation if you want stone cold to compete in a match against this sack of shit give me a hell yeah of course you say hell yeah to that and say give me a mm, a god he was gonna say the gd bomb I don't say the GD bomb, but my savior, or the JC bomb, in that regard. Get me a ref. Ref comes out to the ring here. And we have a match. Um, Austin took suplexes on the concrete. On the stage. Austin took weapon shots. Austin took his own stunner from Kevin Owens. Then he... Stomped a mud hole and KO, walked it dry, and beat the piss out of Kevin Owens. You get the stunner, you get the beer bath, even Byron Saxton ate a stunner at the end of this. And you send Texas home happy after night one with Steve Austin, 19 years after wrestling his final match against The Rock and losing... He goes out on top when really you know 19 years ago wrestlemania 19 coincidentally i was about to turn 19 when that when that match happened austin had just come back from you know doing the whole taking your ball and going home shtick where he was burnt out he was fried he was frustrated His his body was falling apart, you know. His marriage with Deborah fell apart, and then he goes out and has one more match with Eric Bischoff, and then one more match with The Rock, and he wrapped up his career just like that. It was kind of sudden in a way, but he was effed. But Steve Austin here, 19 years later, was shredded. DDP Yoga Man, just an absolute lifesaver. And Steve put on a show, and it was awesome. So, so awesome. So that is WrestleMania night one. I'm going to take a commercial break here and maybe go to bed and record part two in the morning, but you're not going to know that. Oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to leave that part in. Part two, coming up next after these messages. And welcome back to Fretzelmania 69. Nice. It's now on to Wrestlemania Night 2. But first, I'd like to remind you all that this podcast is available on WrestleAttic Radio, The Cure, for the common wrestling podcast on all common wrestling platforms. Please follow our Patreon page at patreon.com slash We have a back catalog of exclusive content such as Willie T's Wrestle Wars, King Ricky Rosé's Watch the Throne, My 20 Bell Salute, the 20-year look back each month on pop culture and wrestling, a show that I have since retired, Francis Faye 5, and either day five moments of the they week show or a day five insert topic here show there's a back catalog of that as well uh patrons also get 15 percent off of our merch on spring and please also join us on discord yes we have a discord server where we just talk a lot of shit and share a lot of memes and uh share bits about our lives King Ricky put up a few pictures from Wrestlemania weekend as he was in attendance there and yeah all the links to all of this is in the description below there is still our written in your blog a whole lot of stuff happening here with Wrestle Attic Radio folks so yeah join us on discord The King of Kings. Bow down to the... Bow- WrestleMania Night 2 kicks off with the game. With Triple H, who comes to the ring here. Does his spit water pose. You, you know the pandemic has peaked. Or is on a downward trend. When Trips is... Doing his spit water thing at WrestleMania. I love it. It it was heartwarming to see Triple H in the ring. You know, of course, if you listen to his interview on Stephen A. Smith, he had a health scare where, excuse me, he almost died. Had a heart problem. He's got a defib in there now. And is retired from wrestling you know he's doing a lot of scouting he's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes and seeing him out here was surprising and it was it was fantastic he welcomed everyone to wrestlemania and left his boots in the middle of the ring as a symbol of his retirement usually when wrestlers do that they retire except for the undertaker at wrestlemania 32 but Looking back now, I'm glad that wasn't his last match in the company because it was just, it was crap. And he wasn't uh, doing so well. And if you followed him on the Last Ride documentary, which is amazing, you know why that he didn't want to leave like that. Don't blame him either. And much like night one, night two kicks off with the tag team. Championship match, this time on the Raw end with RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle defending against the Alpha Academies, Chad Gable, shoosh, shoosh, and Otis Dosevich, and the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. And we have everyone in here in this match has been a former tag team champion and randy orton this year this this month actually marks 20 years of randy being in the wwe i just got to his debut on my smackdown 02 reviews i'll be going back to those in the next few weeks And Orton now has gone into WrestleMania with every championship. You know, Intercontinental, U.S., World Heavyweight, you know, the Big Goldie, WWE, and now Tag Team. Every major championship. You know, Orton is, uh, I believe he's a Grand Slam winner. And there is... a. not many of them left in the fed right now. I think the Miz is one of them. Maybe Dolph Ziggler, except for the Universal obviously. Well, Dolph Ziggler is the former NXT champion too, so so it's it's that anyways here enough sidebergs although I'm going to be getting back into one in a minute. It didn't take long for the big spots to begin in this match as you know, Montez Ford did a swanton over the top turnbuckle to the outside. Chad Gable then tried to one-up him with a moonsault onto the floor. All these guys are just nuts. And then the three and then all these teams enjoyed some momentum during this match. Alpha Academy hitting the Steinerizer, you know, the the doomsday. Steiner Bulldog, a big old tribute to the new Hall of Famer Steiner Brothers. We had the the Doomsday Blockbuster by Ford and Dawkins. Ford tried to go for a frog splash, but Riddle caught him, caught him with an RKO from the top rope out of nowhere. And this match was building to Randy Orton getting the hot tag. And we're, we're building to a moment here where Randy Orton is working up to the RKO, to that spot. You know, Chad Gable came in, came soaring through the air moments later, only to be caught by an RKO out of nowhere by Randy Orton, who recently got the hot tag in that match, to a good pop. And the Viper covers for the win. Following the match, the Street Profits come into the ring With Red Solo Cups for RK-Bro. Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. And that they did. And they invited Olympic gold medalist and newest raw signee Gable Steveson into the ring to join the party. Chad Gable comes into the ring here and smacks the Red Solo Cup out of Steveson's hands and eats an overhead belly-to-belly suplex as a result. We're going to have Chad Gable versus Gable Steveson. Winner gets to use the name Gable, and we'll have Dan Gable as a special guest referee for that one. Uh, great to see Gable Steveson here get a big moment here on the grandest stage of them all. He's going to be a huge star. You know, Steveson's going to... He's going to be at WrestleMania in the next couple of years. I think he can main event if they build him up right. Stevenson versus Gable. That's a WrestleMania match for the title. Because I think Chad Gable is getting built up ever so slowly just for the love of everything holy. If they even think of bringing him back as... Shorty G. And that's a hell no. So his real name is Charles Edward Betts. So Charlie Betts. That's an okay name. Charlie Betts versus Gable Stevenson. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Bobby Bobby Lashley versus Omos was next and this match wasn't very good although it gave us a few of those good let's show the world how powerful Bobby Lashley really is moments in this match conspicuous by his absence was MVP and I'm going to be getting here getting to him in just a second here so in a very plotting match Almost dominated most of it with his basic offense, with his forearms, his elbow strikes, a bear hug. Classic big man stuff. Classic Kurgan, Giant, Silva, El Gigante. Limited big man stuff. Well, actually tried to apply the hurt lock early, but almost escaped. But then Bobby hit a suplex. And a couple of spears. A spear to the back, a spear to the stomach. And scores the victory. And to flash forward to last night on Raw. Last night that I'm recording this. MVP has now aligned with Omos. So that makes Bobby Lashley one of the top babyfaces on Monday Night Raw. And if anyone could give someone so limited a good rub and, you know, a good advice... That's MVP because that man's got a great mind for the business. And he can definitely help Omos along. Now, I was ready, willing, and gable to shit all over this next match. But it wound up being one of the most entertaining of the entire weekend. And that is Jackass's Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything good. Goes match. This was a jackass skit mixed with a 2000s hardcore title segment, all rolled up into one. And I laughed throughout this entire thing. There was just bit after bit after bit that just kept building to be funnier and funnier. And it made me think of a of a friend of mine. You know, I don't know if I. Told, I've, I've told the story about him before. My, my friend Brett, who passed away last year, he, he was my age. We we hung on a lot during my last year of high school. You know My other friends all moved on or they moved to university or different cities. But Brett was still there because I took the, the, the victory lap in high school, as they say, grade 13. Because I also expected to be in college just after that, and I wasn't until my mid-20s. Anyways, Brett, he loved Jackass. He loved uh, CKY. You know, CKY was very much a thing when him and I were hanging out. So we watched it a lot. Like I can almost recite word for word the, the Skeletor song from CKY. And if you know, <laughs> you know that, that that song does not age well in the slightest but i still almost know it word for word and i am very ashamed of myself you know you had bits with chris pontius party boy you had we man you know there was a few people missing from this for you know for obvious reasons like rab himself wasn't in there i think he's been in and out of trouble. Uh, Rake Kion, you know that big, tall, long-haired guy. He wasn't there. Bam Margera, you know he's in rehab right now. And you'll know, shout out to Bam. I hope, hope to God, hope and pray that he is doing well because that man has had a really rough go, especially over the past little while. But it was it was great to see everyone everyone in there. This was. This was funny. So you started off with, you know, everything from a taser to a giant hand. You know, Mark Henry, his big old hand baby, grew up and went to WrestleMania. Even getting Mark to tweet himself that all he does is produce talent. Chef's kiss. Mae Young is smiling down on you right now, giant (laughs) hand. So, you had Zane decking Knoxville with the haluva kick, throwing him into the barricade right in front of the jackass crew. Knoxville fired back with a fire extinguisher. Uh, Zane hit Knoxville with a baking tray, a crutch, and a trash can before Knoxville brought out the bin lids and the stop sign. Zane put Knoxville through a corner leaned table with an explorer but was soon distracted by an appearance by party boy Chris Pontius doing his old thong and dance and everything and Pat McAfee just god bless him on commentary just like I've, I've seen more of Chris Pontius than I care than I care to admit. Um, Me too I've seen his cock <laughs> I've seen everything on Chris Pontius too an old party boy. Zane beat Pontius down, regained his composure, and kicked him under the ring. Only for Wee Man to appear and start beating the piss out of him. And then body slammed Sammy Zayn in the middle of the ring. I'm going to tell my niece and nephew, because I'm not having kids, that that's Hogan versus Andre. <laughs> and then Knoxville hit a Tornado DDT for a near fall. I thought that was it. You know, Zayn decks Wee-Man. You know, he he decked Pontius. Sammy Zayn flattened Wee-Man with a haluva kick. And he went for a splash. Only for Johnny Knoxville to press a button and set off in-ring pyro from the turnbuckle. Sending Zane tumbling to the mat. And then Johnny pulls out the bowling ball. And I thought... Al Snow had to come back for one night and direct this match because Al Snow did exactly that in his hardcore title matches. He threw a 7-10 split right into Sammy's Zane's, and then used a punting machine like, like the giant boot from when the Simpsons go to Australia because uh, Bart makes the collect call and $900 Dues! Tobias, did you make a six-hour collect call to the States? It was from the drainage commission in Springfield. Oh my God, there's nothing wrong with the bidet, is there? I'm sorry for any Aussie listeners that are (laughs) listening. Caught my terrible, terrible accent. I'm recording this early in the morning because I recorded part one late at night, and I needed to go to bed, so my WWE Championship mug full of coffee is... uh, taking its time to kick in yeah so the giant boot kicks sammy in the balls and then sammy's balls took even more of a battering with a pair of tongs gc dub ec dub cz dub all rolled into one and then the giant mouse trap. <laughs> the giant mouse trap comes in here. The entire jackass crew returns to the ring, retrieves that mouse trap. Oh, there was a table with mouse traps on it that Sammy got flown through that I almost totally forgot about. <laughs> and then the giant mouse trap tasered the mo- the uh, the the. The bit swings on top of Sami Zayn and they use that to pin him to win this match. This was so funny. This was not my match of the weekend that that's either Bianca Becky or Cody Seth, but most entertaining moment of the weekend and I have yet to watch uh the the Ring of Honor show from from Friday night. I got, a, I got a stream of it. I'm going to catch it after work today. Women's Tag Team Championship match. Sasha Banks and Naomi, Team Bad, versus the champions Carmella and Queen Zelina, versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, versus Natty and Shayna Baszler. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan accidentally just Got themselves written a whole lot of fan fiction on Tumblr with the attire they were wearing to the ring here, kind of a a Catwoman and Batman kind of deal there, or two Catwomen or two Bat girls, I don't know what, but it's a good look for them. Set the tweet out to. Uh, to my good brother John Ritland over on YouTube. Shout out to Real Honesty with John Ritland and to check if he was okay as a result of that. And he was not. Just as I predicted. Uh Ripley and Morgan looked to have this match won after they did this rip into a backstabber a bit, but Naomi and Sasha Banks broke up the pin. And then, you know, Shayna and Natty did the heart attack. Carmella blocked that. Mella is money, followed up with a super kick, but Naomi kicked out of that. This match was a big old schmoz. Naomi fought back and hit Carmella with the frog splash for a near fall. Queen Zelina freed her tag team partner from the bank statement, but Sasha fired back with a meteor to the outside, destroying her knees <laughs> by the time she's 40. And then there was a really good bit here with a tag team finisher I can't really describe by Naomi and Banks. And Team Bad wins the Women's Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. Decent match. You know, it got a lot more women on the card. So I'm going to... I'll give the Fed that. They they got more women on the card. There's more than two women's matches. We got it. It was right here. And it, it wasn't bad. Edge versus the Phenomenal A J Styles This match was was pretty damn good Edge's new heel persona is quite possibly the best work of his entire career generating a lot of good heel heat I mean you want some good heel heat He changes his entrance music three days after WWE 2K22 was released. In the words of uh, one Bully Ray, That's heat! Shout out to Bully Ray. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's another Ultra Bridge song. It's called The Other Side, and it's an absolute banger. It's on my playlist now. I love it. After AJ Styles accepted Edge's open challenge for WrestleMania... The Rated-R Superstar then proceeded to hit a concerto with AJ, to AJ, s- weeks ago, setting up this match. And now sitting on the Mountain of Omnipotence, Edge entered the stadium on a throne surrounded by flames. Got some definite House of Black meets the Brood vibes here. Fantastic. AJ Styles makes his entrance to the ring bleeding from the head even before he walked into the ring. So he either Goldberged himself, punched himself to psych himself up, or Edge jumped him and we didn't see it. And once this match got underway, AJ Styles went for the springboard 450, but Edge brings up the knees. Edge brings took control for most of the rest of the match, working over AJ with methodical offense, targeting the shoulders and ribs. Hence, making the phenomenal forearm more difficult to perform. And then we had the education, the edge omatic, a Pele kick, a suplex on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, by the way. Shout out to Kyle, Apron Bump Podcast. Following the superplex, AJ connected with the 450 splash in the ring. He went for the forearm. Edge avoids it. AJ Styles avoids a spear and attempted the Styles Clash. That looked to be it. Edge kicks out at 2.9 and a half. Undeterred, AJ Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm. But Damien Priest, a man who has been rumored to be aligning with Edge, appeared at ringside, distracting the Phenomenal One. And when Styles did go for the Phenomenal Forearm, Edge caught him in midair with a spear for the victory. Following the match, Edge and Damien celebrated in the ring together. We had the beginnings of what could be A very, very interesting faction. And with Rhea Ripley rumored to be a part of it. Oh man. We're in for a treat. Next up here, Ridge Holland and Sheamus with Butch. Pete Dunne. Against the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. This match was originally planned for night one. But it got moved to night two for... For timing reasons, and this match was over fairly quickly. You know, a lot of people took offense to this, but they made it to the card. And Pete Dunne, regardless of how you feel about his name change, about his Butch name, myself included, he gets a mania payday. Pete Dunne is at WrestleMania. Let that sink in. The Bruiserweight is at WrestleMania. And Ridge Holland. I mean, regardless of how people may feel about him because he accidentally injured Big E and I hate that they keep using that uh, that bit where they drop him on his head but here we go. I mean, they had to get Big E's approval to do that so, so we move on. Xavier and Kofi Kingston both wore singlet type attires to pay tribute too biggie but their entrance was cut short as Seamus and Holland attacked before the bell and once this match was made official Kofi hit Ridge with the trouble in paradise but Sheamus broke up the pin Seamus then had to stop Butch from interfering in this match and then we saw the brogue kick as Kofi Kingston dove to the outside which looked absolutely vicious you know much like Seamus hitting the brogue kick while um, Riddle was in mid-moonsault last year. Holy cow, that was rough. Butch's interference then came in handy as he distracted the referee, allowing Sheamus to deck Xavier with the brogue kick. And then Ridge followed up with Northern Grit, the Emerald Frozen, for the very quick win. After the match, a crazed Butch beat down Xavier Woods, Only to be dragged away by his faction mates. So Butch is either a child, a hyper child, or something. I don't know what. Pat McAfee versus A Town Down, Austin Theory, in the semi main event of WrestleMania 38. A childhood dream come true for McAfee to wrestle. On the grandest stage of them all. Going up against. Vince McMahon's protege. Austin Theory. McMahon introduced Theory. As a future Universal Champion. As his chosen one. Much like he did Drew McIntyre. A long time ago. It's interesting. Given the fact that we have a title unification match. After this. That he made him a Universal Champion. So Maybe. Just maybe something with the belts is going to be done down the line. Pat McAfee enters to the ring to the Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. And I looked this up and made myself feel hella old because this song is 20 years old. I wasn't even legally allowed to buy alcohol when this song came out. But Pat McAfee here came out with the talus. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and put on a hell of a show even briefly commentating on his own match he landed a superplex from the top rope at some point in the match as well and had a hell of an outing with Austin Theory Theory got a couple of of near falls here and Vince McMahon was quietly observing the match from ringside Until after the match that McAfee won with the roll-up because Austin Theory was, you know, looking at McMahon and being like, Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. Watch this. Watch this, Vince. Watch this. Gets rolled up and loses. And after the match, McAfee was celebrating and was goading Vince McMahon, which only infuriated the chairman here who was teasing it for a bit. He removed his shirt, his tie, his jacket, his coat, and at 76 years old, looking as yoked as ever, challenged McMahon to a match at WrestleMania. This was Vince McMahon's first match. Well, first WrestleMania match since Bret Hart at Mania 26. I like think the last time he actually stepped foot in the ring was on a random raw in like 2009, 2010, something like that. So then we had McMahon versus Pat McAfee. McMahon brought a referee out to the match here, and the chairman hit clotheslines. and in theory, interfered on Vince's behalf, pulling McAfee into the ring post. It could have drawn a DQ. But the referee was... Uh, he was not going to disqualify the man that can fire his ass on the spot. Theory passed McMahon. Talos Cowboys football. And much like Hans Moleman. At the Springfield Film Festival. Football on the groin. <laughs> wins this match. Give that man the 10000 <laughs> $10,000. Vince Vince McMahon Productions presents McAfee getting hit by football. Beer. (laughs) That was so good. They're celebrating. And then the glass shatters. And their face immediately changes like, oh, shit. We effed up. Because Out comes the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin once again to come out and, uh, Stun everyone and everything in sight. Theory took a stunner right away. Selling it beautifully. Just flying. You know, He saw that better than The Rock did when he did that stupid backflip shit. Whenever he took a big old stunner. And then he targets Vince McMahon. They're like, bring me a beer. Brings them both a beer. A little El Segundo Broken Skull IPA. 8 Anyone who's listening to this and that can send this to me in Canada, I will pay you to send me the Broken Skull IPA to Canada because I can't find it anywhere here. And I don't want to wait until the next time I go to the States because I don't know when that's going to be. It might be next year. It might be the year after that. It might not be ever. I want this beer and I want it immediately. And then... Stone Cold proceeds to give Vince McMahon the worst stunner of all time. You've all seen the gif. I don't need to describe it. But it was freaking hilarious. Pat McAfee then had another WrestleMania dream come true. Where he had a beer with Stone Cold. And then of course... Ate a stone cold stunner and rolled out to the ring here, still holding the beer, still drinking the beer, giving us another fantastic giftable moment from the show. And now finally, we're here at the main event, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Uh, Austin versus The Rock would like to have a word with you. Rock versus Hogan would like to have a word with you um Hogan versus Andre would like to have a word with you anyways universal champion versus WWE championship unification match the long reigning defending undisputed universal champion the head of the table the big dog the tribal chief Roman Reigns versus the lumberjack the honorary Canadian the cowboy the real cowboy shit Sorry, Adam Page. Brock Lesnar. And for the third time, Brock and Roman faced off in the main event of WrestleMania. This time, the stakes are huge. And this time, uh, the crowd aren't being assholes and shitting all over it and putting themselves over in the match instead of the performers. Much like they did to Brock and Goldberg in 2004. And as soon as the bell rang, Brock Lesnar removed his MMA gloves and dominated the opening minutes, taking Roman to the Dallas, Texas branch of Suplex City. Lesnar advanced towards Paul Heyman, but then Paul Heyman immediately just cowering and saying, I've always loved you, Brock only to provide a distraction for Roman Reigns to spear the Beast through the barricade. Lesnar managed to make it into the ring just before the 10 count, because if this match ended in a 10 count, A, the crowd would justly shit all over it, and Roman couldn't be a double champion, because he can't win the championship by a countout, unless it's a Canadian rules match, which this is not. Roman hit two Superman punches, but Lesnar got back to his feet laughing. Much like that gif with The Undertaker from SummerSlam 2015. And then once again, Roman went to Suplex City. Lesnar went for an F5, Reigns escape connected with the third Superman punch. Before he looked for a second spear, only to be caught with an F5 by Brock. Reigns managed to kick out. And when he went for another spear, he got locked in a Kimura for an eternity. This is where allegedly Roman Reigns got injured. You can hear him saying it's out to Paul Heyman. Maybe his shoulder's out. Then you saw the big, big lump on his shoulder, on his arm thinking, oh yeah, he's hurt. They're going home. So much like Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, hitting a spear from behind on Omos Brock Lesnar hits a spear from behind and a spear from front and wins the WWE title. So now Roman Reigns is the holy crap. This is so wordy, the undisputed WWE heavyweight champion of the world or something like that. Just, if you're going to unify both titles, I mean, you're going to be pissing off Fox and USA. Cause I assume that they want a title for themselves. Uh, just call it WWE championship and bring back big Goldie for Monday night. Raw problem solved. But that was WrestleMania and the raw after WrestleMania. I'm just going to quickly go over here. A lot of people shat on it. I enjoyed the show. I missed the first half hour, 45 minutes uh, from work, but I enjoyed what I saw we had Kevin Owens coming out to cut a promo which was interrupted by Elias no I'm not Elias I'm his younger brother Ezekiel oh they're gonna pull a Mizdow slash Joseph Park abyss bit here if they pull this off this has potential and this is cliche at this point but I'm gonna let this play out Cody cut a promo to open the show i haven't watched the entirety of it yet but i will apparently him and seth rollins shared a moment of respect in the ring cody talked a lot about his family good stuff it's great to see cody back in the fed and we'll go from there we we didn't have a lot of other big moments and returns but for some reason the nxt championship was defended on raw with braun breaker winning the title back from brock lesnar in front of uh I don't want to say apathetic fans because, you know, these fans, they probably don't watch NXT 2.0. Polite applause could probably be the best way to put put that across. Roman Reigns cut a promo at the end of the show basically saying watch SmackDown, which was just a fantastic troll job. I loved it. So good. Uh, Great to see Elias back. I don't care that it's under a new gimmick it's something I'm going to definitely get behind it was it was hilarious oh and after six months of edging Veer came on the Mysterios phrasing so I think that's about it from this entire weekend of Wrestlemania I am tired from all of the the wrestling I am wrestling out for the week so I'm probably not going to watch anything until The next show I have to review for the podcast next week, but there's some other stuff going on that I have to take care of, and you'll know about it in the coming weeks. You know, people on War, people on Patreon, you'll know what's going on. It's good stuff. I promise you, it's really good stuff, but I'll share it on here when I feel that the time is right. So, thank you very much for putting up with my shit for the past hour and a bit you can follow me on twitter at Fretzelmania. that's f-r-e-t-z-l-e-mania i am also on twitter i mean instagram and tiktok also at Fretzelmania. follow wrestle addict radio at addict underscore wrestle on twitter wrestle addict radio on instagram patreon teespring discord written in war all of our links are below listen To Mr. YLP, the Young Lions perspective every Saturday, giving us the news of the week in the way that only Zach, our resident Stephen A. Smith, knows how. The Kings of the Rings podcast, live streaming every Wednesday night on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter. And if you're blessed enough to have King Ricky's personal Facebook page, also on YouTube there and if you can't follow along with the live stream then listen to them on thursdays wherever podcasts can be heard thank you very much folks and we'll see you next time